Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. It's Dr. Sam, and I want to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast. So, as part of our summit series, as you know, I'm putting on my second annual Whole Health Summit, which will be January 14th to the 16th, 2022. We have one of our featured speakers today, and he's an amazing human being. I'm so excited that we could book him. His name is Joshua Townsend Zellner. And let me give you a little background about Joshua. He's been involved in the entertainment industry for all of his adult life, and he has coupled that work with things like yoga and shamanic healing, esoteric worlds. And I've taken some of his workshops, and he's very nature-based, very holistic, especially in the creative process and storytelling. So I want to bring him on. Joshua, it is great to have you on the program. How are you today? How's it going? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for the invitation. Sam, it's such a delight to see you. Yeah, likewise. So there's so many areas we can go. And by the way, we've got some great questions from followers, so we'll get to those in a few minutes. But I know that you have worked with some incredible writers, actors, performing artists, creatives, and there's something that um, you talk about, and I'd like you to expand on it if you would, and it's related to the creative process, perception, being present, and awareness. So why don't we open that door and give us a view and your perspective on these things. Wow, those are three great words. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And what I'm realizing in that moment is, you know, awareness, right? Mm, yeah. So, awareness. I'll, so I'll, I'll sure. take that for I'll just take that one word awareness. Awareness is everything in terms of, of um, conscious creation. Um, so right now I'm having the awareness that my head is turned slightly to the right. <laughs> it's not it's not straight, right. And that creates like a, a situation like I can hear myself I can hear myself listening more as opposed to when I'm, when my head is like straight like this, then I feel more balanced mm. and more like, yes, how can I help you? But here mm-hmm. I have like an, I have an opportunity from a, a sentient perspective to actually have like more curiosity, more leaning in, tell me more, you know, even, even my mm-hmm. ear goes forward a little bit, you know, and mm-hmm. that's so interesting to me because awareness, Awareness and perception are, are, are coupled at the, at the highest mm-hmm. level. Do you, do you notice that too? Or? Oh, yes. I mean, it's all about awareness for me and listening and, um, you know, gestures and posture. And somebody walks in and I watch their, their gesturing and their posturing and it tells me everything about them. And I would imagine, you know, in your clients, uh, you know, how do you, how do you tune into people? You know, they're, 
they're seeking help in their story or their performance and they go oh, you know i want to work with this guy how do you uh you know how do you do that what is what are some cues and signals that you're you're observing that i'm looking for um yeah everyone yeah. is completely unique right so it's it's so it really depends upon what's in front of me what i'm what i'm perceiving and it's very interesting oh what was the third word you you asked about awareness perception and what was the third one i want to make sure that we, we uh, don't want to leave anything out uh being present being present being present a perception I, I, being present awareness. yeah yeah i feel like i feel like being present is the foundation to the awareness and the perception so if we want to mm -hmm. look at it like a like a triangle or a sure kind of like part of a geodesic dome that you're in right now that sustains everything yes yeah, a lot of a lot of triangles behind me yeah yeah so it'd be presence would be on the baseline and then awareness and perception mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. points um because perception is very interesting in relationship to what you're talking about which is the thing of perception actually creates story mm -hmm. perception mm -hmm. actually creates the story so I can have I can have I can have a fixed perception, and that will give me a very fixed story perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more fluid, mm -hmm. and the more open, and the more allowing, and the more um, more possibilities I have, more spaciousness to create a richer, richer, more textured, more expansive story, more nuanced. Otherwise, what happens okay. if I have a fixed thing, then we're, we're basically in the land of white hats and black hats, you know, mm -hmm. good guys, mm -hmm. bad guys, and there's no, there's no nuance. There's no possibility yeah, of discovery. I, right, sure. Um, and I know you talk about um, something that you, um, that you speak about, and I've, I've watched you in your workshops and even on your podcasts uh by the way joshua's got a well i had a podcast notes on your notes and then i think you have a new podcast is that is that right um, yeah tell us about that one well we're, we're gearing it up we're gonna it, it's uh it's still in development we're about mm, four weeks from launching it'll be launching this uh january 7th um and yeah. that one's going to be for anyone who's involved in in awareness practices people who want to be more creative mm -hmm. And it's basically like a three mm -hmm. to five minute pit stop that you can do in the world of audio and audio escape, uh, get some inspiration mm -hmm. and get going with your day. So Great. That's, that's oh, great. wow. We look forward to that. I know you're working hard on it and uh, we look forward to, to seeing it and hearing it. So we're here with Joshua Townsend Zellner. He's a, well, I don't know, he's an amazing facilitator, teacher, and helps people light up their creative process through his own teaching process and that word process. Um, so one of the things I'd, I would love to hear from you is the difference between process over results. You know, I know people come to you and they got a script and they got to get, you know, get it to HBO or wherever they're going and you kind of reframe it in a really beautiful way. Can you talk about that process over results? I feel like the best way to, to, to make that land for most people is when you go to a restaurant. So when you go to the restaurant, you go to the restaurant, you order what you order and your meal gets delivered and it's in front of you. And that's the result. What you see on the plate is the result of someone else's creative process. And you're going to enjoy mm -hmm. that result. 
you're going to consume it. Oh my God, this was the best. And if you're a foodie, or if you if you want to recreate that, or you want to you know do your own thing in the, in the kitchen, then you're going to want to know how they did it. And it's completely okay to be a, a person who shows up at a restaurant and goes, oh my God, this is the best food. Enjoyed the results. You know, like someone who goes to the theater, someone who watches a film, they watch the result and they, they don't know why it's great. They just know they love it. Then if you're in the creative process, if you need to know how you make that meal, then that's what, that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. We go into like, okay, what was the processes that gave us the results? Some mm-hmm. people just think, I just want that result. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I have no interest in the process of how, of how you get there. And I'm like, well, okay, you can, uh, you can be spoon fed the result once or twice, you know what I mean? But it's not going to be sustaining. You can't run your own restaurant. You can't recreate the meal. And that's, sure. that's the difference. And then, and then on top of that, and I, I you know, I, you know, I love food. I love kale. I love cacao. Anything that starts with the letter C. Um, and the and so um, what happens is is like if you were to give someone who had made a thousand salads, a thousand kale salads, five ingredients, they would make and they could make an amazing kale salad. And if and if someone had never tasted a kale salad, didn't know what a kale salad was, and you gave them the same five ingredients, it wouldn't come out the same. Because those, sure. that first person has, has curated a, a, a process of making that salad. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that is all the difference. Is that, is that a clear way of seeing it? Oh, yes. I mean, I just think about the people out there that, you know, come to you, they're, um, you know, they're actors or they're comedians or, you know, they're writers. And here they come to you with a project and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, let's step back. And, you know, I, I've read many of your testimonials and you've shared some great success stories. Um, is there one maybe case history, somebody that you've taken from point A to point B in their creative process you'd like to share? share? Because I know my listeners would love to know, okay, well, we know this guy's got some great stuff what what has he done what what's how's he helped people so what's going on over there what's happening what's yeah yeah what's happening where's the magic we know it's magical uh but give it give us a start to finish before and after sure yeah there's been a i've worked with a lot of people and one someone i feel very comfortable talking about because we've talked about me talking about our process is um an author named laura davis and she wrote a mm-hmm. book recently called The Burning Light of Two Stars. It's available now. It's out. People are, are loving it. It's great reviews. Um, so I came into that project with her after she'd been working on it for about eight years on her own. Not entirely on her own, but, you know, working with different people. But eight years in. And so for a year and a half, we went through her book and developed story. Now, story mm-hmm. is very different than writing because Laura Davis is an amazing writer. She's New York Times bestselling author. She's written seven or eight books. She's incredibly prolific, an amazing writer. Yeah. Like I have no notes for her as a writer, zero. When it comes to story, we need to develop the story. We need to make, we need to tease it. We need to um, go for depth of entry. We need to do a deep dive. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, 
words you can use to talk about it, but basically it's slowing everything down and digging deep into the essence of the story. Because when you do short-term and long-term narrative, it has a very different mm, feeling. So what I mean by that is if I'm doing an essay that's three to five pages, I'm not going to get lost in the weeds because it's only three to five pages. Mm -hmm. If I do a book like Laura Davis does 350 pages, and I have to have a very clear through line on what that story is really about. What am I really trying to drive home? What's connecting all of the dots? So there's that aspect, which is the overriding part that the people, the audience, the readers need to experience. Then there's the nuance work. This is the part that I feel like your audience is going to be more akin to, which is when you go for depth of entry, when you go to carve out what's actually what's actually happening in the scene, not the perception of one of the characters, not the perception of the other character, but the actuality of the emotional truth of the moment. And you can open up those layers. Not only do you get a riveting scene, but most of the time you'll get some sort of emotional emotional healing or emotional transformation in that work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things mm -hmm. that Laura Davis told me after our work together for a year and a half was that she actually felt like her, she was actually able to perceive that there's that word again. She was able to perceive her relationship with her mother in a completely different way. And she felt that oh. there had been some kind of healing or transformation in that wow. process. That's fantastic. Isn't that, isn't yeah. that interesting? And, and, and so yeah, you, really, you really amazing. can change the past. You can change the past yeah, yeah. Through, through your right, own perception. Sure. sure. And um, th this, is, this is so exciting that uh, you blend all these different aspects. You're actually facilitating a healing and this creative expression comes out. And that's kind of what, you know, what I'm asking for in terms of our summit and um, in your presentation because um, it's so healing working with you. You're able to help people access things that even somebody like Laura, who's an amazing New York Times bestseller, and here it is, you were able to launch her in a way that there's no way she could have done that on her own. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that you do with, you know, artists and, and creatives. And so um, it's really cool, really cool. Yeah, it's um, very interesting, very interesting, very layered work, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's really endless. Layered. It's endless. Yeah, work, of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Which brings me to your fans. We have a number of questions that I want to get to. And so I'm going to take this first question. This is from a playwright. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. His initials are LS. He's from Chicago. And here's this question to you. Why do you use a quiz to help people access more freedom in their creativity using the elements? Great question. Um, always good to ask a good por qué. Por qué. Um, okay. So we, we human beings are, are born of nature. Like we are nature itself. We are an extension of nature. And nature is everywhere. And so since, since that's the baseline of, the, of, of all creation, why not use that as our template? That's instead of me having my own personal ideas or 
you know, the Stanislavski method or some sort of externally imposed methodology, why not go direct? Why not go for the tapping the source? So mm -hmm. the source is, is that, you know, everyone will agree that we're 60 to 70% water. That's mm -hmm. what we're made out of, you know, and uh, there's air all around us. If we don't have air or oxygen, we don't yeah. survive. We all need to have fire. We need to have fire in our belly. We need to have fire in, uh, in the warmth of our house. We need to have fire. Uh, and of course, earth, you know, without earth, we know that earth is the ultimate place. So those are the four basic foundations. So within that, everyone's going to be creating from, a, from one, predominantly from one of those elements. And what we want to do is we want to tap in, we want to tap into your strength. So whatever you feel to be your dominant earth element, your, I call it a creative element, then we want to say yes to that and really nurture it and make sure it's present throughout the process of whatever we're working on, because that's, that speaks to you as, as an artist. So, so that's the why. And then, you know, if you go to the other side, the, so you're going to have, there's four of them. There's actually five, but I, I work with four in this process. So there's going to be one that's dominant, even if it's 4951. And then the other ones are, are going to be, you know, a little less. And then the, um, the one that's, that's least activated is, is an interesting one to work with as well to make sure that it's present in the project to whatever degree that needs to be. Okay. Because it's the one that you're probably not engaging it as, as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's how I work with those. Okay, that's great. Uh, and you have this. Uh, what's your website? Oh, it's, what is um, your... it's, it's my name. Yeah. So you oh. know, yeah, I took a lot of creativity with that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, Joshua Townsend and Townsend is spelled Old English with an H. So S H E N D. Yeah. So JoshuaTownsend.com, and then from there you could, I'm, you know, you can, I'm linked to all the social media. And it is a phenomenal website. I know you've worked on it, and um, I highly recommend everyone go to it, uh, check it out. There's a, a, a lot of information, really cool things. So, all right, let's take another question. This is TJ. He's a comedian from New York. And his question is, what are the steps to help me become more authentic in my performance? Wow. Mm, go TJ. Um, authentic in your performance as a stand-up. Um, one of the things that you're going to notice is um, the people that you resonate with the most in terms of uh, uh, stand-ups um, are people that you self-identify as being real. You know, um, mm. gone, gone are the days. I'm not sure that's a hundred percent, but but most of the people that, that do, you know, shtick, you know, like uh, take my wife, please, you know, the Henny Youngmans, the people that used to just do one liners, um, they're, they're, it's not as popular anymore. And the reason why is because we as culturally are, are hungry for authenticity, for real points of view, to bring in to bring in the truth and the court jester going back in, in history. Uh, the court jester was always the the person in the in the, the court of the king that could tell the truth but it's always veiled through humor and you see that in shakespeare plays and you see that throughout history 
And you even see it um, in the silent movies where um, Charlie Chaplin or someone like that could tell the truth, the emotional truth of the moment he wouldn't get killed or, you know, like with, with a policeman, but a regular person would have. Anyway, so, so authenticity. So, so it's so important to be authentic. It's so important. What was the word he used? What word did TJ use? Uh, authentic in, more, in his performance. What are the steps are the to become steps? more authentic? If you want to be if you want to be authentic to yourself and you want to break it down into steps, then what you would need to do is do. The first question is, who am I? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Who am I really? Mm -hmm. um, and and bringing that forward. So it's not like you're trying to imitate another kind of comedian. You're really being authentic to who you are, your background, your point of view, your thoughts and feelings. Because comedy is very uh, personal in that way, and you're you're going to want to double down on that, um, and then mm -hmm. and then getting clear on on what do I want? Because what do I want as a human being? What do I want as a human being maps to who you are and your audience. So if I'm telling jokes about if I'm telling jokes as a twenty year old about going out on first dates, that's going to be authentic. Like, what do I want? But if I'm uh, a 50 year old talking about going out on first dates, that's, that's like insane. It's like, wait a minute, you're 50. Mm -hmm. How can you be going out on first dates? It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't track. So sure. it needs to be um, connected to the state of who, who am I, the I am state and connected to what do you want? And the last one is developing your own unique point of view. Now everyone has thoughts mm. and feelings. Everyone has thoughts mm -hmm. and feelings. But what you want to do is you want to be able to um, identify your, your point of view, and then um, make it into um, make it into uh, statements that give a sense of conflict. Like um, mm -hmm. uh, I I I love. Let's see. Let's see. I love I love girls, but I hate going out on dates. Mm -hmm. That that inherently is a conflict. Mm -hmm. So, and you want to look for conflict because conflict is at the root of comedy. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fabulous. Um, all right, let's take another question. This is from BK. She's a nonfiction writer, lives in Seattle. I just published my memoir and I'm, and my book agent wants me to read this book on Audible. And I'm really scared to do it. How do I come across the best way in terms of reading it? Okay, so the first thing is she's from Seattle, right? So the first thing is to go to yes. one, of those, one of those places they have up there and get a really good cup of hot chocolate. <laughs> yes, that's step one. Yeah, that's vital. Yeah, it's very good up there. Yeah, yeah, very good hot chocolate up in Seattle. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, so uh, first of all, she's absolutely right. If you're gonna if you're gonna write your own book on any level, you got to turn it into an audible book. There's no question about that. And there's no question that that people want to hear the author's voice. I mean, it's just like, I mean, why wouldn't you right? you know, you don't want to hear some mm -hmm. trained thespian, you know, with an English accent. Yeah. you want to again, it goes back to authenticity, you want, you know, you want to, mm -hmm. and also the person who wrote it has a very intimate relationship with those words. And that has both a plus and a minus. 
So, um, but overall, ultimately, if you can work with it, it is a plus. So what I mean by that is, is if I write the material and I'm so close to it that I can't see it anymore, right? Can't see the forest for the trees, then sometimes what happens is you kind of railroad uh, the narrative down a certain line. Um, so you want to be able to back up, see it from a larger perspective and have fun with it. Um, and she wanted to know um, what are the first steps on, on getting real with it. The first thing is, is do not do not read it left to right and do not practice it in your head. Practicing things in your head is death because that's not how it's going to get executed. And then you kind of create this thing in your head and then you can't ever replicate it and you get frustrated because it goes on and on. So what you really want to do is, and this is going to sound funny, is that you're going to want to um, have it printed out in thoughts hmm. we <laughs> as human beings do not speak in sentences mm -hmm. we as human beings think in thoughts just like now like i don't have a script right now right you don't have a script right now so what mm -hmm. happens how does language come up and out of us well we have thoughts and feelings and then something you know creates a concern and then we want to share and then we have these word packets that we throw out, sound good, and that someone else hears and they go, oh yeah, that sounds right. But I don't think of it, what I just said as a sentence. And when, and when you start listening for this, um, and it's so interesting, let, let me see if I can replicate it without having it. Um, and so in the beginning of the summer, Sam and I went to the forest and we had a really good time. So you can tell that there was a, a line break on we, because I took a pause because my eyes had to go from the end of the sentence mm. to the beginning of the sentence. But mm -hmm. a human being goes, Sam and I went to the forest and or the lake and we had a really good time. And, you know, we never wanted the, the, the sun to set. That's a thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so what you what you need to do is since you've just been hammering it as an author to uh, create this beautiful sentence or whatever. Unfortunately, you need to um, dismantle that. And one of the ways to dismantle it is, is to write everything in thoughts and throw away all of the punctuation. Oh my God, isn't that interesting? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that is, that is solid gold, uh, what you say there. So I know that that's gonna really help her because I know her and, um, that's going to be, I actually, I hope she calls you and, and works with you because I think you could take her, her book to the next level. So thank you for that. And she thanks you. Okay. Let's go on to the next question. This is I see he's an actor from LA. He's from, from your, your town. I've been trying to break into the acting community here. I've been following you and I read this on your blog, create release and relax. Can you explain how these could help my acting? Well, first of all, his initials are fantastic. I see, which is just just goes Isn't right that great? Yeah. With, your, with your program. I see. Right, exactly. That's why I chose him. Yes. Um, and maybe his name is Ian. Um, okay, I see. Um, so create, release, relax. 
it's at the foundation of every creative process. It's at the, it's at the foundation of all of nature. It's at the foundation of how we all exist on this planet. So we create something like in, in let me take it down to its base. We create something an inhale. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's you yeah. created an inhale, you know, and then you have to release the inhale, which then becomes an exhale. And then you have to relax, meaning there's a little moment between your next uh, exhale and inhale. So it's the same thing um, when you're on stage. Um, you need to create something. You need to create a line. You know, you're going to create your line of dialogue. You're going to create a certain moment. You're going to throw out uh, 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 an improv sentence or something like that. So I've created something. Um, I, let's say I create uh, an angry moment of get out of my house, right? So I create this anger. So that's the first part. I create a state of being, and then I release it saying, get out of my house. I never want to see you again. And in that moment, from a creative perspective, I need to, I need to relax so I can perceive what the actors, what the other actor is going to do in that moment in relationship to what I just did. See, what happens is, is if you don't, if you don't go into an inner state of relaxation and you're going to say, well, the character is not relaxed and uh, granted, sometimes, sometimes people get so livid, they get so upset. They, oh, you work with this all the time. They get tunnel vision, right? There the, the, the possibilities of, 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 of what's possible, what's next, you know, doesn't come up anymore. Um, but the artist, the artist needs to be in a state of creation. So the artist needs to be able to stay present, to be able to see what the other actor is doing in that real time moment and respond accordingly, according to the other character's reality. And if I don't do that, if I just do what we did in rehearsal, then it's just repetitive. It's just like, mm -hmm. it's just like, like the other person's not listening. You're not listening. The other person's not listening. It just goes down this really weird place. And then you're like, well, well, they weren't really listening to each other. Well, I don't understand why this happened because, because the engagement broke. Mm -hmm. So, so if, and then I have to go back to, to creating something releasing and relaxing. So, um, it's at the foundation of it. It's, 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 it's a very nuanced, it's a very nuanced thing to use in performance. Um, and, um, and yet it's vital. And then you can also look at it like, and this is where actors need to do it a lot. Actors need to do it when they go to auditions. When I go to an audition, I create it, I release mm -hmm. it to the room. And when I leave that room, mm -hmm. it's like, vaya con Dios, buenas noches, have a great day and yeah. truly let it go. That's a great place sure. to practice, create, release, relax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I hope he calls you because uh, I think I think there's a lot you you could help him with, and he's local, so yeah, he's local. Uh, I'll encourage that. Yeah. Um, so we're here with Joshua Townsend Zellner. He's one of our featured speakers at my upcoming Holistic Health Summit, and uh, we have one last question. This is from DS. He's a filmmaker. He actually lives in Hawaii. And he says, I'm thinking about doing some sessions with you. I know I need to bring my body into my writing. What would be one exercise or practice you would recommend for me to start doing this more? 
my body. Yes, my body lies over the ocean. So, yeah, he's he's on the other land of Hawaii. So state of being is the first thing that comes up because the state of being lives in our body. And so um, getting engaging, engaging a, a specific state of being. And what I mean by a state of being is how the character thinks and feels and let it permeate the entire body and then mm -hmm. always create from from that perspective always create when you're in a state of being don't don't just sit down and write don't just sit down and rehearse your lines that will do little to nothing for you mm -hmm. it's, it's akin to basically what we were trained to do growing up in grade school mm -hmm. and, and how much do you remember of anything of import from grade school you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's just it's just mm -hmm. hammering um yeah yeah. What, what was that? What was that thought, Sam? Well, that thought was, is that um, it just stays a, like a mental exercise or something that's rote. And, um, you know, in the creative, I, I, for me, I've never accessed, uh, you know, if I'm shooting a video blog, I got to do a body centered practice for a while and then something clicks. And um, that's why I put this question in because you know, this guy is a filmmaker. That's what he does for a living. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about his body, you know, which is interesting. It's, it's vital. It's vital uh, as a filmmaker, because um, what you're capturing on film is, is, is uh, a sensation. It's, it's a feeling, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. filmmakers live in the land of images mm -hmm. and uh, impressions, uh, sights and sounds. Uh, which is, you know, it's different than a writer. Uh, you know, we, we mm -hmm. all live in different worlds. Uh, some people are visual artists, some mm -hmm. people are um, sculpt words, some people sculpt clay. But mm -hmm. what I was interested in, Sam, was this, was, was this intersection between um, uh, healing and creativity. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's, 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 I feel like, well, definitely, <laughs> definitely in the, in the medical, uh, you know, allopathic medical world, there's no creativity. It's like, you know, here are these rules, you know, follow these three things and uh, mm -hmm. call me in the morning, right? Or next week or next month. And don't forget to bill insurance. Um, but, you know, it's very much systematized. And to, to uh, bring in this thing of, of creativity, as a part of your healing process. Wow. You know, um, cause I know, I know, I know you're down that road. What, what's your feeling about that? Well, it's an alchemical process and there is a level of uncertainty, um, or unknown and the more open you can receive, um, and be in that alchemical unknowing or not knowing, then the body can heal. And if you're given some prescribed, say, synthetically made drug or, you know, something that has already been choreographed or scripted, it might get rid of the symptoms, but then the problem is going to resurface and another 
expression and there you go but as a as a money-making model uh allopathic medicine it's a great model you know oh my glasses don't work anymore yeah we'll come back and we'll make them stronger you know i get to sell you another pair and um you know so it's a great business model for the cpa but for what we're talking about which is growth and expansion and transformation and transcendence um i think that the creativity piece and i i've seen how you have brought that in through your different practices nature-based um and the some of the other things the shamanic practices and body-centered things that that you offer uh so it's why it's why it's in some ways it's a parallel universe we're really doing the same thing but we're just maybe naming it differently and i want people to be exposed to you because i don't even think they're thinking about that and and most people are wounded in their creativity um i had a lady that uh she said to me i got a d in art in first grade i was like what <laughs> how do you give a first grader a d and here she's 55 years old and you know she's walking around with that d on her report card still so <laughs> i'm going to be sending her to you <laughs> and you know it happens all the time so again it's it's that intersection and we talk about it you know you and i talk about it a lot yeah. off camera but um you know, I wanted to introduce my community to you because I feel that there, there are uh, so many people out there that could get into their creativity and they went to music school, you know, or they went to art school. And so they're in this box that they're, they're prisoners of their schooling. And I think one of the things that you really bring out is improvisation. You know, you want to get into that improvisational spirit and um you create a safe environment for people to do that so um yeah. you know it's why i i brought you on and and i feel you have this of uh, many other things but this is one thing that you have to offer so well there you go all, thank you well first of all for that lady i would i would say i would have given her a d plus so yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I would, I would give her. No, but that that is the problem. That that is the essential problem is that you you bring in something that's the creative arts, and you introduce mm -hmm. to it most of the time in school. And because you're in school, you have to be graded, which is now a result which you've actually taken away, which is full circle in our conversation today. You've taken away the process because now people are not yeah. interested in the process. They're interested in what grade mm -hmm. they got. She doesn't remember how much mm -hmm. work she created that that year she only remembers the d and it's and it's insanity the other thing that you brought up that really gets me excited is you said that doctors give prescriptions right right and part of right. prescriptions is a script yes right, because script. you talked about a script it's like you know you have to be on script right and and that's actually you're absolutely right the the, the script gives you the, the the hard form that you cannot break out mm -hmm. of and, yeah. and we we culturally speaking we as artists as humanitarians we need to be able to i call it um um <laughs> i call it something but you want to be able to break break the glass of the moment that's what i call it 
It's mm-hmm. the last of the moment, which is which is the pre-prescribed um, way it should go. And I also say, make it go another way. Like make your life go another way. Make your interaction mm-hmm. with the person on the other side of the counter go another way. Don't mm-hmm. let it go down the way it always, you know, I, I, well, I was here yesterday and I didn't get a refund and I'm, a, you know what I mean? It's like, make <laughs> yes. it go another way. Like, wow, you sure. know, you have such a great smile. Um, can you, can you mm-hmm. process this for me? Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another way, break for the sure. script, break the script, mm-hmm. which is part of your thing, which is the prescription, which I love. Yes. Yes. Well, we are coming down to the end of our show today. So Joshua, how can people connect with you? How can they find your amazing content and start working with you? Yeah. So it all starts with joshuatownsend.com, Townsend with an H. Uh, There is a free uh, quiz on the website that you can tap into a little more about your creativity, find out which creative element you are, which which are the four and it's self-diagnosed and if you don't agree with it you can always take the test again because it's free it's a quiz it's free it's fun um and then um you know it's really about conscious creation right sam i mean that's what we're here to do we're here to consciously create our lives our art our projects whatever it is and so don't you know start by you know contacting me of, of course immediately but start right away. It's like start becoming more aware of your thoughts and your feelings, your state of being, making sure that you're tapping into your own creative state of being that you want to create from and 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 get off this. You know, it, it's almost like a junkie. We're all we're all addicted to the linear line. You know what I mean? And get off the lines like a co- line. People talk about lines of coke. Lines of coke are addictive. Yes. But so is having a prescribed life that you're, you're so habitually addicted to that you cannot not do. Check that out. Like what behaviors can you not not do? What behaviors are you so locked into or point of view, how you think and feel? That you're so locked into that you're so invested in that you're not willing to give it up, even though it's hurting you. And we all have those. And it's, it's time for us to start breaking open these things and living, living in the moment you know, moment to moment. And now as my awareness, you know, continues, I notice that I'm coming full circle, that my head's leaning to the right again, just like how we started our conversation. My, my, whole, body's listening, my whole body's listening to you, Sam. What, what, what's, what's going on with you? What, what thoughts and feelings come up? As I what, what's going on? Gratitude and uh, uh, to be continued um that's that's what's going on so um i think we're going to end it here and ladies and gentlemen that's a wrap thank you so much joshua for being on and um look forward to our future i can't wait to be on the summit that's what i'm looking forward to yeah it'll be great to have you on the summit and beyond so thanks so much for your generosity today and uh all right folks Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.